You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Football is back this week. The Lions rookies, quarterbacks, have reported to Allen Park, and the full team will report tomorrow. Welcome in, everybody, to Locked On Lions on the Locked On Podcast Network on this Monday, July 26th, and the Tuesday, July 27th. Matt Derry with you, and we're brought to you by Peacock and Williamson, NFL analyst Brian Peacock, former NFL scout Matt Williamson, host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering all the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move around the league. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with Peacock and Williamson, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. On the show today, first of all, I want to do just like an overview of where we are with the Detroit Lions. Uh, also, Austin Bryant is hurt again. Shocker or not. And Peter Bukowski from Locked On Packers, because what's going on in Green Bay is an unmitigated circus. It's a it's it's a it's crazy. Aaron Rodgers is calling the shots. This is like Tom Brady telling the Patriots, I'm leaving. Same thing with Rodgers. The Packers are basically their their front office has been castrated. We'll talk about that, but it appears Rodgers will at least do a last dance routine. Him and Devontae Adams and go back for one more year and try to make that run. We'll get into that as well here on Locked On Lions today. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Dairy Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks, at Locked On Lions. We also have the Matt Dairy Facebook fan page where we uh, put out the podcast each and every day and you comment. Again, full squad reports tomorrow to Allen Park. And then the first practice comes up on Wednesday. This is exciting, all right? You guys have waited a long time for something positive with this organization. Let's be honest. Today is the last day, the last day, really, that we can kind of look back. Because starting tomorrow when everybody shows up, and I think Dan Campbell, my guess is, is going to do a pre-training camp press conference and let everybody know what, what, what the you know the plan is for, for training camp and people that are injured and the COVID stuff and everything else. So really, today's kind of like the last day of the past. And now it's time to look forward. And I don't think this is going to be a football team in 2021 that's going to win a lot of games. But I think we're going to see marked improvement. I do believe that this new regime, the coaching staff, there's things in place that is exciting and that I'm excited about. And I think that fans should be excited about. It does start with culture. And yes, there are people from the past that are still around. Only your Detroit Lions would still have numerous scouts from the past. Only the Detroit Lions would still have Rod Wood lurking the sidelines. Okay? You know, stuff like that. And no, I'm not going to dive into Calvin Johnson taking another pot shot at Rod Wood last, at the end of last week, saying that if he, if he saw him in the hallway or saw him somewhere, he'd keep walking. I've been the one telling you on this show for years, years, that yes, Calvin Johnson was upset that they asked for his signing bonus back, but it all started in the hallway outside of Jim Caldwell's office in 20, what is it, 16, whenever Calvin retired. 
when when or 15 when 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 Calvin got blindsided by Rod Wood asking him if he had earned all of his bonus. That was the beginning of the end. And here we sit on July 26th with the uh, uh we're a month away or less from uh, it's a few weeks away from Calvin at the Hall of Fame and I hope the Lions and Sheila Fortham can 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 somehow rectify this situation so Calvin doesn't get up there at his Hall of Fame speech on the podium in Canton and not mention the Detroit Lions. That would suck. But my point is is that today's going to be the last day I even bring this crap up because I'm excited for the future. And there is a, a different culture, I think, set by Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell. And what I hope is that the people in that building and there are some people in that building that aren't Brad Holmes, Dan Campbell people. My hope is that they are empowered enough to, for the next few years, be able to put their culture, their building blocks in place. And certain other people that might not be 100% on board, stay out of the way. That is my hope. Because Jared Goff's getting a second chance. And he has been a magnificent leader so far from everything that I've heard inside that building. You know, he's there with the rookies. He's, he's, he's there with the quarterbacks. He's been on time. He showed up early. He's staying late. And he's been a model citizen. He was just traded from the L.A. Rams, a California kid, back to Detroit, snowy, gloomy, terrible Detroit, according to some people, which is such a joke. And he's got two years to prove himself here. And he's done nothing but show leadership. And as Andrew Siciliano said to us on Thursday from the NFL Network, hopefully the Jared Goff from a few years ago comes back. You know, the coaching staff is getting rave reviews already. And that's great. When have we ever heard that? Take a look back at last year's coaching staff under Matt Patricia. It was a joke. Corey Unlin running the defense had never been a defensive coordinator before. Daryl Bevel running the offense was out of football years ago because nobody even wanted to hire him to be the quarterback's coach. He had a D-line coach that had no NFL experience. So now, better coaching, better environment. Leave Brad and Dan alone. Let them do their thing. And I think this thing will have some legs. I'm not saying this year's... I've told you guys and girls that listen to this show, this uh, schedule this year, it's murder. They're playing the NFC West and the AFC North. Good fucking luck. Okay? Good luck. It's not going to be easy, especially with a secondary that's questionable, linebackers that are questionable, receiving core, which is beyond questionable. So I truly believe that, speaking of the receiving core, did anybody see Golden Tate on Instagram posted a bunch of pictures of himself as a lion the other, uh, yesterday? And it was like, Golden Tate's coming back. Golden Tate, he's sending uh, mixed messages. Today he posted a bunch of pictures of himself with the Giants. Of course, Golden Tate, the former Lion, free agent wide receiver, still looking for a new home. Can't believe nobody signed Golden yet. He wants to be on a contender. Would I take him back here? In a second. But I digress. So I'm just excited for football to start. The, pl- the players arrive tomorrow, all of them. Hopefully there's no issues. Haven't heard any COVID questions. You know, the Steelers have 
players players that did not get vaccinated on the Steelers wear these like yellow uh, armbands so that they can be designated for having to be socially distanced and everything else. I haven't heard any uh, of that from the Lions yet. We'll we'll find out, I guess, more tomorrow on what the protocols are for the folks that elected not to get uh, vaccinated. All right, uh, a, a surprise or not, not a surprise, when we talk about an injured lion. We'll get into that coming up next. Uh, Built Bar, uh, the best protein bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. Healthy, good for you, tastes great. So excited. If you're a Built Bar fan, I mean, it's just, it just it doesn't get any better than getting up every morning and having that Built Bar for breakfast. I'm passionate about the cookies and cream. I love it. It's back. German chocolate is back. The Cherry Barcia Bar is awesome. Uh, I love them. And if you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. All right? Not only are Built Bars the best tasting, but they're healthy too. All right? 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories ranging from 130 to 180. That's fantastic. Me, I put on like 15, 20 pounds over COVID. It's bad. I'm mad at myself. But if I have a Built Bar, I know it's good for me, and it tastes great. Order today. Get whatever you want. Go to Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D-15, for 15% off at Built.com. Lions announced on Sunday that defensive end Austin Bryant has been placed on the physically unable to perform list. Javon McKinney placed on the active non-football injury list. Evan Heim hit him with the Heim has been placed on the reserve COVID list. All right, I don't need to talk to you about McKinney and Heim, but what I do need to talk to you about is the former fourth-round pick out of Clemson, Austin Bryant. This guy can't stay healthy. Bryant is entering year three with the Lions. Taken in the fourth round by the former maestro, Bob Quinn, in the 2019 draft. How come nobody's talked to Bob Quinn? There has been no interview with Bob Quinn since he's been fired. Have you noticed this? This guy is in serious hiding. He'd figure somebody would talk to him. Um, Austin Bryant has played in only 10 games the first two years as a Lion. A few weeks ago, or a few months ago, a mandatory minicamp took place, and Bryant left practice with an undisclosed injury, and now he's starting camp on the pup list. This guy just cannot stay healthy. So we're not talking about a seventh-round picker, a UDFA here. We're talking about a fourth-rounder. And what do the Lions need to do most on defense to help that secondary is get to the quarterback. Trey Flowers, back. Romeo Quara, back. You know, McNeil and Onzerike, those are interior linemen. Deshaun Hand could play some D-end. Uh, uh, the other Oquara, Julian Oquara, they hope number 99 can you know, push around the edge and, and get to the QB or the Q, as uh, our buddy Rob Rubick calls it. But Austin Bryant was supposed to be a guy that had some skills and had some speed coming off the edge. And to start off on the pup list, not a good sign. 
Not a good sign, but not a surprise. What I am excited about is the depth that this D-line has and the amount of names involved. Flowers, Brockers, Penasini, Okwara, Hand, Onzerike, McNeil, Bryant, if healthy, Nick Williams, Charles Harris, the former Atlanta Falcons first-round pick that the Lions picked up for basically nothing. Jay Sean Cornell, Kevin Strong, who's played in some games. So a lot of names there. The question is who's going to make the team. If you look at the depth chart defensively, yeah, the D-line probably is the deepest. So a guy like Austin Bryant, his roster spot could be in serious trouble. Especially if you start off the season on the pup list. So don't think this is a big surprise for any of us that he just hasn't gotten a lot of reps and a lot of opportunities to play. But, you know... You can never have enough pass rushers. And this is a setback for sure. Now, does it mean he won't play in the preseason games? No, not at all. But um, kind of disappointing. He's going to start off on the pup list and not be on the field with his teammates um, coming up on Wednesday. All right, the latest on Aaron Rodgers. It appears Aaron Rodgers is back with the Packers. All right, Schefter, rap sheet, they're all saying... Aaron Rodgers is coming back for one last dance, one more year. Both he and Devontae Adams over the weekend on their Instagrams put a picture of Jordan and Pippen on there together. Like, he and Adams are playing it out. Devontae had contract talks stall out with the Packers. The Packers today had a Board of Governors meeting inside the stadium with, like, their fans, all the ones that own, like, stock in the team. And they basically just said, everything's great, everything's great. And now Rodgers basically is getting... His, his, his contract year for 2023 voided. Uh, he's getting all sorts of concessions. Uh, he's going to be able to not have a, uh, a no-trade clause. Um, uh, his 2022 year. He's, he, basically, everything Aaron wants, he's getting. But he's got to come back and play for this organization that he's just bad-mouthed all offseason for one more year. Peter Bukowski, the host of Locked on Packers, is going to join us to talk about this coming up next. Uh, bet Online is with us, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. NBA's done. NHL's done. If you're betting on baseball, you can do it. UFC, MMA, you can do it. Uh, WNBA, sure. Olympics, whatever. Get online at betonline.ag and see what they have to offer you. They are the best. For the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Tonight, Tigers and Twins. Want to put some money down that the Tigers end this three-game skid? I thought they were going to the World Series. What happened this weekend in Kansas City? Uh, go to BetOnline.ag. Sign up today, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Peter Bukowski is with us from Locked On Packers. Uh, son Theo might be screaming in the background watching a little Mickey Mouse's clubhouse. Uh, there he is, dude. What is going on in Green Bay? This is today is this this is just comical. I mean, uh, your show your show is going to be great today. Oh, I can't wait to listen. Well, this, you know, so much has happened. It seems like we're, we're getting new information every second. 
Um, you know, it started with with Ian Rappaport earlier today saying, you know, this is there. There is this idea out there that they could do some kind of one year deal that that gives Aaron Rodgers the flexibility to move on after the season, and then he comes out and says. Oh, actually, Aaron Rodgers is now telling people he's going to show up to training camp. That is a huge piece of news. And then an hour or two later, we start to hear the words that uh, what the Packers and Rodgers are working on is a deal that would keep him in Green Bay in 2021 and then essentially let him decide if he wants to stay in Green Bay in 2022 he will get to do that. It is he's, he's remember he's under contract in 2022 and 2023, and it sounds like what they're going to what they're going to do is push money into a voided 2023 year. They're going to turn that into a void year, so that the Packers could move on from Aaron Rodgers this year or next year, and then if they do move on after 2022, that they could not uh, tag him. They could not essentially hold him hostage uh, contractually the way that that some players are when they get franchise tags, very similar to the way that Tom Brady uh, negotiated his own uh, ouster in New England and and freed him up to have that possibility to leave after um, that, that last season, which, of course, he took that opportunity to do. To me, what this means is, okay. Last dance, right? He posted the the, the photo. Devontae oh, Adams posted the photo. It's the last dance for them. Woo-hoo. But if if they go out and win the Super Bowl, right? Great. Theo, he gets to say, <laughs> "Hey, we, we we stay." And and why would I? Why wouldn't I want to run it back with a Super Bowl team? And if they don't, then he can peace. And I think that's in a lot of ways the best case scenario for everyone. It is Super Bowl or bust in Green Bay. They have to operate that way, and it's not so different from the way that we see NBA superstar contracts worked where, where they're doing one plus ones, where it's really one plus a player option. And you got to go, okay, either we, we figure this out this season or I'm bouncing. And, and I think that's what Aaron Rodgers is doing to the green Bay Packers right now, because I, I believe him when I, when he says I want to finish my career in green Bay, he just doesn't want to do it as green Bay is currently constituted front office wise, culturally, he, he hates, the culture of his relationship with the front office, and and that's the big problem that they're going to have to try and work through. Mark Murphy, Brian Gutekunst, they all get in front of the shareholders inside the stadium this morning and go through the entire roster and and make it out like it's a big kumbaya session. But if Rodgers is running the entire show and doing everything in his power to get out and, like you said, run it back one more time, then what's Gutekunst? It's almost like he's been castrated. Well, and and the the, the thing for, for Brian Gutekunst is he at least gets to say, well, I'm going to be in Green Bay when Aaron Rodgers is gone. And right, so right. if that's the case, you know, if, if this is irreparable and it sounds like, you know, it's something close to irreparable, then what you're doing is saying, OK, well, then we, we have to empower the guy who is both try, helping us win a Super Bowl this year in Aaron Rodgers while not completely cutting the loads out from under the guy who theoretically has to shepherd this team into the future, which is Brian Gutekinds. Mark Murphy has at every turn supported Gutekinds. What you have to guard against is this cannot turn into a last dance situation where the team views Brian Gutekinds as the Bulls did Jerry Krause, where he was a joke, where he's getting on the team bus and Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen are making fun of openly, openly ribbing this guy to the point that on, on one road trip, 
uh, Jerry Cross got on the bus and Scotty Pippen, who had a couple beers, uh, got got in his face about his future. And this is after Scotty had demanded a trade. So uh, now Aaron Rodgers gets to get in front of the microphones and say, oh, you know, this was all overblown all along and I never wanted out. I just wanted some changes to be made and I wanted some assurances and I'm getting those assurances and I'm all in for the Packers in 2021, which, you know, your mileage may vary on, on how much you're going to you're going to go there with him. But that's where we are right now. Aaron Rodgers is going to be the quarterback for the Green Bay Packers in 2021. And if they have a good season, 2022 as well, which still leaves open the possibility of Jordan Love being the heir apparent in Green Bay. I wonder if there's some people in the front office that are almost rooting for the 2019 average didn't play well Rodgers as opposed to last year's Rodgers so they can finally get this guy out of there. And you're right, play the kid that they drafted a couple years ago. Well, 2019 Rodgers was still good enough with the defense playing better than it did in 2020 to go to the NFC Championship game. Now they got stomped in the NFC Championship game. Um, but, you know, I was I was talking to some some Packer media friends that maybe the ideal scenario is Carson Wentz, Nick Foles, that Aaron Rodgers plays great for 13, 14 games, has some sort of injury, and then Jordan Love leads them to a Super Bowl title and everyone, everyone gets their <laughs> ring except maybe Aaron Rodgers. And then they can trade Aaron Rodgers after the season. That's kind of best case scenario for the Packers, isn't it? Um, I, I, yeah, I, 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 I'm half joking about that, but yeah, I do think they want to see Jordan Love play, and they they love Jordan Love. Um, I, I don't know who needs to hear that, but but everyone needs to understand that they moved up for Jordan Love. They think Jordan Love has special talent, and I think this was in a lot of ways the plan all along. Don't let anyone tell you, Matt that Matt LaFleur was not in on the Jordan Love pick. He was calling uh, Jordan Love's coaches in the fall of 2019. He hadn't even barely seen Aaron Rodgers play football. I, 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 my, my guess on this is, you know, he saw Jordan Love at Utah State when he was in Tennessee. He's a member of an old QB coach, loves to scout quarterbacks, was a big part of the, the college scouting process in Atlanta under Kyle Shanahan. And so... Uh, my guess is he fell in love with Jordan Love's college tape, came to Green Bay and was like, you know, if we have a chance to get this guy, I found an old tweet from Adam Schefter shortly after the draft um, that I thought was pretty funny. Um, it was a, a day or two after the Packers made the pick or might have even been the day of. He found an, a note from uh, a source who said at a certain point, LaFleur will practically demand they draft Jordan Love. And that was before they did it. He, he got that little nugget of info. Matt LaFleur loves Jordan Love, and, and so does Brian Gutekinst. At some point, they want him to be the guy. I think this is, in a lot of ways, the perfect compromise for both sides. Hey, Aaron, let's try and win a Super Bowl this year. If we do it, great. Come back and we'll defend the title in 2022. And if we don't, we'll, we'll, we'll send you somewhere that you, you want to go within reason. Peter, uh, thanks on short notice for uh, coming on. I hope you and uh, the fam are good. And uh, I love the uh, the video you made earlier today uh, with, with sipping on, sipping on the tea. That was good stuff, boy. Your uh, your your numbers are gonna be through the roof this week, buddy. <laughs> well, you know, it's uh, it's been a long time coming for for us to get a resolution to this. So I'm sure a lot of Packer fans are are going to be glad to listen to a show where we don't have to speculate anymore, Matt. We can just say, hey, this is what happened, and we can save the speculation for 
for a year from now. And I heard you're they're trading for Randall Cobb, maybe. That's another thing Rodgers wants. <laughs> Bring the whole band back. Let's get Jake Kumaro back, too. Maybe Jordy Nelson will come out of retirement. <laughs> let's, let's do it. Bill Schrader somewhere. All right. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Pete. There he is, Peter Bukowski with us. Locked on Packers on a Monday on the Locked On Podcast Network. We'll talk to you tomorrow.